0: Hey, speakers, listen up. The Next Level Brand Studio is here. Your one-stop shop for all of your branding needs. We've created branding materials for some of your favorite motivational and public speakers. Are you in need of a high-quality logo design? Well, look no further. The Next Level Brand Studio is ready to create a high-quality logo just for you or maybe you need an electronic press kit, we have created EPKs that have helped speakers make well over six and seven figures. In need of a website? The Next Level Brand Studio has built websites for some of the biggest names in the industry, and we want to do the same for you. Or maybe it's time for you to go to the next level with a high quality speakers reel. Whether you have taken the stage hundreds of times or just once, the Next Level Brand Studio has a team ready to assist and create a custom speakers reel for you com. it's time to take your brand to the next
1: level welcome back to unnecessary productions where we talk about anything except what we supposed to y'all it's the next level living <laughs> podcast. Welcome back. Number one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> number one podcast. <laughs>
1: this day crazy. You Listen, kidding? y'all. This is what you're going to get here, y'all. It's the Next Level Living Podcast. It's the number one podcast amongst anybody who likes podcasts. I mean, it's your favorite podcast. Podcast. Favorite
2: Favorite podcast. There we go. And we back.
1: Shout out to my girl today, man. What's up, K? How you feeling?
2: I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, Mike. How you feeling? Man,
1: I'm feeling great, man. It's it's been been an interesting start to our day, you know? Like, I can tell everybody's real excited to be here today. Matter of fact, let's kick it to the most interesting of all. Jay, how you feeling?
3: Man, I'm good, man. Uh I'm uh, I'm good. The so so good. Deanna got caught up to it. Deanna got caught up to (laughs) it. I'm looking at Yanni oh, like, this is getting good. Oh, uh, but no, I'm, I'm blessed, man. Super excited um, for the day, man. We got a special guest on. Um, we got a super special guest on. But before I introduce um, this special guest, I want to just shout out one person from our community. Can I do that? Please. Yes, Stupid
2: yes. Spotlight. Do
3: it. So, Atia Johnson, we talked about her Tia. Before, One of our speakers, right? Sure. She got a $75,000 contract.
2: Oh, dang. Right? Love her.
3: Like, yeah, she got Love great her. energy, great spirit. Yeah. So I call her to congratulate her, yeah. thinking I know what's going on. Yeah. And she's like, oh, thank you, coach. You know, this means so much to hear from you. I was like, no doubt, keep it going. She's like, well, actually, you got a minute. I say, like, what's up? She said, I actually got another $75,000 contract <laughs> from another school. <laughs> huh. And then I just landed an $85,000 contract. Come on. I said, man, if you don't give me a testimonial video <laughs> to let these people know what's
2: on," oh. So, so she's we-
3: going crazy. Hold on, and let me do the math the contracts for about hours
1: So 275?
2: Three hours
1: of so that's 230. Wait. Okay. <laughs> Somebody said 275 and 230. Didn't they say 275 and then an 80? Yes. It, am I tripping? No, no, no! Everybody take their time, cause what we not gonna do is let Mike oh, Moss no, play probably, himself. All okay, right. No, no, no! This okay. is towards you. You see Wait. how you He's don't take responsibility? <laughs> I you said, said there there was you a I said there was a difference. <laughs> I said somebody was wrong.
3: Oh, you ain't have to call Crystal out though. <laughs> oh, that's, that's
1: crazy! crazy. No, no that's crazy! No. No. crazy. No. No. Oh yeah! You you mean we us? Here. Oh, we to no, Oh, we were I never said
3: two seventy five.
1: Keep it going. <laughs> Keep it
3: going. I'm trying to put us between the we, we don't get this on Listen. camera often, y'all. I appreciate but the, it. The, but the point the is the point is, is she going crazy. Half a ticket. So congratulations to Atia Johnson. Quarter tickets. And Nick, here's what I love about it. She was not even a speaker before she came to us. Really? Wow. She got her own hair salon.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow.
3: She not even... I can see if we help somebody get a $75,000 contract, another seventy five, dollars and an $85,000 contract that's been
2: Yeah, right. Yes. She ain't have no
3: experience. She mm-hmm. still got her hair salon. What? And so to be able to supplement your... And man, shout out to the Next Level Speakers Academy. We
2: just, she- we just like to shout out our people. Sign me up. Yes. Listen. I'm, I'm in the wrong industry. Listen. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. All right. We're going to
3: get you right. We're well, going to get you right. Man, Mike, Chris, you know, let me introduce y'all and to all of our Next Levelers out there, Nicole Ambrose, listen to me. Powerful woman of God, powerful wife, powerful uh, mother, powerful serial entrepreneur, yes. real estate yes. mogul. Like Thank when you. I tell you she's going you. crazy in the one percent of real estate agents. Absolutely, like she on a whole other level, y'all. And she is with us. How you yes. feeling, sis?
2: Excellent. I'm so grateful to be here with y'all. Yes, and my morning was starting out great, but I got here, y'all so crazy. <laughs> 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 that boy, Mike. Uh, you. You feel at yeah. home now? Yeah. For yeah. sure. So. I'm a yeah. My shoes yeah. off and just have oh, a I feel sure. like I'm at the family reunion. I never I'll, wear shoes. So. So, yeah, I never a, wear That's exactly
1: yeah. how it go down. Yeah, that's where it might be cutting up. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I heard you try to subliminally well, say it two seconds you ago, it. but you're going to you, repeat it. So what What's what that word? It's what? So what? What that that word? Subliminal what? what? happened? Subliminal what? It was subliminal. Oh. What did I say? Subliminal. So ah, okay, cool. So we doing that, to everybody. We gonna microscope. All right, cool. No, we got, no, no, we, got no, no. Medicine, no,
3: we just want you to be great. I understand. So let's hey, watch it get great. So, so, Nicole, so listen. <laughs> I got you. I, I already know this is going to be a two-part episode. Okay,
2: let's right? do it because yes. there's
3: so much depth to your story. You. So, in and the, in the, we'll we'll get to as much as we can in this one. Okay, but let's start with who you are, where you from, how was it growing up? Because I know you ain't wake up like this, just wealth and. Real estate agent and mogul and all of that. Like
2: yeah. where
3: are you from, excuse me, where you grow up, like
2: what was life like? First, I just want to say to God be the glory. Straight up. Man, they, whew, I get emotional just even thinking about this journey. And it's nothing but God that could have loved me so much mm-hmm. to pull me out of where I came from in Chicago mm. and to deliver me to this couch. Sitting across from Jeremy Anderson and y'all on this podcast with y'all, like sitting across from y'all is a dream come true for me. Wow. I remember growing up in Chicago and, um, my mother wanted us to go to private school, so the private school, because the schools in our area were tough. we won't say bad, we'll say tough. Okay. right. Okay, the right. kids weren't we won't call kids bad, we'll call them tough. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the kids in the neighborhood were tough. so my my mother wanted us to go to private school. and I remember um, spending my and we had to take the bus there because it was 30 minutes from our house. So I would spend my bus money to uh, at the candy lady that th- with the video games, Pac-Man, Space Invaders, all of that, mm-hmm. um, at the video arcade game shop and I would have to walk home. Mm-hmm. So in that walk home, on one side of the tracks were the GDs, Gangster Disciples. Mm-hmm. As soon as you cross the tracks and I had to go through this to get home, um, you cross the tracks and it's the Vice Lords. Mm-hmm. So it's two right. rival gangs in my transition home. A smart individual would have just Took the bus, right? right, right, But not me. (laughs) I'm going to spend my money at the candy lady and um, Mm -hmm. playing video games and have to walk through. But being able to see each side of the Mm -hmm. tracks and being able to see history back then, which is what I didn't know, Mm -hmm. history was going to completely flip The gangs back then, and I won't say that I'm 51 because I know I look 25, but don't worry about mm -hmm.
3: that. I I thought (laughs) you were the same age. Wow.
2: fifty-one. So back wow. then The gangs were different Right <laughs>
3: Mike, Mike, <Or> like, <laughs> We took a pause I know
2: I, I know Don't worry about Allow it Allow me
1: to reintroduce myself <laughs> <laughs> My name is Young <laughs> What? <laughs> that is crazy Okay You look good I'm gonna let you finish But uh, y'all Thank you We was Okay <laughs> my,
2: What? God did (laughs) it, God did it, God did it. That's crazy.
1: Sorry, Jermando, that sound was coming through heavy (laughs) for you. But
2: But the games were different. They were more of in protection mode Mm. when I was a kid growing up. So coming home, it was more of they made sure that you arrived from point A to point B. And on both sides of the tracks, I knew everybody. Slowly, by the time I turned 18, that began to change gangs began to be at war and what you see of now and I hate when people call Chicago Chirac Mm -hmm. um, when I got 18 is what the city began to turn into Mm -hmm. so the city that I grew up in that I knew, loved and trusted um, myself, my life with began to no longer be a city that I could trust Mm -hmm. Um, I went through uh, you know a horror. and and let me start by saying this my parents my dad passed away Um, bless his soul amazing father my father was one of the first black executives at ups in chicago Mm -hmm. and um my mother has always as we were kids worked two jobs to make sure that we had not what we needed but what we wanted Mm -hmm. and that's the difference um so i was able to go on vacations and go to different places and be able to see something outside of chicago so as chicago began to transition I had seen something different on vacations in Florida, you know, in Wisconsin Dales and different places. So I was able to take that and know when a city began to change and it was no longer a place of comfort Mm -hmm. um, for me that I had to get out. But I didn't know what get out looked like because nobody was ever talking about getting out, right? right, right? But I knew that I couldn't do that. So that same walk that I had taken my whole life across the tracks, Began to be a death trap, mm. Mm. and um, I was terrified. I was terrified every day for my life because during one summer, in a six mile radius, we had five hundred killings. Yeah. Nobody was safe. Old people, babies, like women, no, nobody was safe. So, <clears throat> um, turned nineteen, I went to. Um, I went through a horrifically horrible experience. I was raped and. Um discarded in the alley and just had a very, very tumultuous two years from eighteen to twenty two and um I just went into a very, very dark place, a very dark place of feeling like my life wasn't going to be anything that I wasn't gonna be anything that I wasn't worthy, and that I was only good enough for my experiences that I had had and um my parents had put me in a behavioral center, Charter Barkley, which now, shout out to Charter Barkley, where I thought it was a punishment. It was the beginning of me understanding that getting counseling was okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Come on.
2: And that um, mental health was real yeah. and that you needed to protect yourself. But at this time, so many different things were happening. You got the gangs killing each other. You got, you know, in my mind, I've got this rape going. And then I started dating this guy who... First of all, I wasn't even supposed to know you, let alone date you.
0: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole nother podcast right (laughs) there. That's a whole nother podcast.
2: (laughs) But I began to date him, and um, I'm in the car with him, this guy named Luther, and one of my really good friends, Lisa. Shout out to Lisa. Lisa is doing really well in in life right now, too. Lisa Cox, um, still in Chicago. And we are riding down the street, and... Um, the guy, this other guy that we had been friends with, like really, really tight friends with. We hanging out, we partying, we drinking with all the time. All
3: these folks the same age as you? Yeah, they're all the same.
2: Yeah, they're all the same age as us. So I get into it with a guy named Mike. Now, back then, I'm not who God has blessed me to be today. I get into it with... Hold on, what exactly does that mean? You had the edge about, <laughs> mm, yeah. you was about yeah, that yeah. life. About that light, oh, In case yes. some of our viewers was a little was slow. Confused. It was like, we don't understand. In yeah. case it was any confusion. There we go. So, um, uh, the guy, uh, we st- I started to argue with this guy back and forth, and I was wrong. I called his, I was wrong. I called his girlfriend out of her name, and this was my homeboy. This is my dog. Like, we mm. run into clubs together, Everything. And the argument got so bad, he smacked me. Mm. And as a man, as he smacked me, remember, I'm still dealing with the trauma of my rape. Mm. Yeah. Mm. He smacked me, and um, I had a pistol in my pocket. Mm. And uh, thank God that nobody had ever taken me to the range, because I shot the gun two times, ain't shot nothing but the air. Praise <laughs> okay. God for okay. it, right? Because I wouldn't be sitting here today. Mm. Um. So that became a battle between him and I. Mm. And he's from the roughest side of the tracks. I'm from the roughest side of the tracks. Mm. So... um I was terrified the first week, like, oh my God, what did I do? Mike is going to kill me because, and now Mike is my homeboy. Like we see each other and we laugh wow. about what had happened, wow. but this could have been tragic. Wow. So this was the turning point. I'm saying, I know it's a long story, but this was my turn Now take your time, point. this is your story. I see him on 71st, um, When you, if you're from Chicago, oh, we're going down uh, Yates, get to 71st and Yates, hang that left across the tracks, and pulls up on the side of us I'm in a car with um, the two guys one guy was dating Lisa and the guy she was dating I'm in the back seat with the guy that I'm dating Mike pulls up on the side of us and shoots the whole car up Mm -hmm. car goes on the tracks the guy that I was dating at the time threw his body over me and when I say shot the whole car up I have no idea and we stuck on the tracks at this time if this is the tracks the car Lisa ducked down Car driving itself goes onto the tracks. We're stuck right there. Mm. Whole car shot up. Mm. Luther got shot one time in the ankle, but it was like, for me, when I saw that car, mm-hmm. by this time I'm 22, I saw that car, and I knew between that, between the rape between me seeing like the the gun violence was so bad the police would be downstairs on the street investigating a shooting of like five people real story and people would be up on the roof and they would do a shootout to the people down in the crowd while the police are investigating wow. like it was a war zone so between all of that i said i got to get the hell out of here right this is this this city is going to kill me. Hmm. I'm going to kill me or I'm going to kill somebody and I'm going to end up j- in jail. I got to go. So I didn't, I still didn't know what that looked like. Somebody invited me to come to Freak Nick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, praise God. <laughs> oh, so
1: Freak Nick was real. They told me it didn't ever happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Somebody heard they bringing
1: it back. Freak Nick. You said what? Yeah, yeah they bring Nick back. Let's Are we going to do a Next Level Living
3: exclusive? What happened? <laughs> it's going
2: to be a 51-year-old. We got to be on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: But that was her first time coming to Atlanta, Nick. First time coming
2: to you Atlanta. You
3: probably needed that release, that get out. The show. Whoa, 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 Jay. Wait what? a second.
1: She needed the release from Freak uh, Freaknik? <laughs>
2: I leave. <laughs> you know that that he <laughs> said
1: Mike. you just saw so much <laughs> of your lifetime. You deserve a break. Go to Freaknik. That's what you okay? Cool. Really I, I just gotta let the, everybody know that I Let's see how we got it from the viewers. No, <laughs> is the camera on Jay? No. no What's, that's, that's
2: so What's
1: happening in this place? You know what? No. I'm so sorry. You're really getting to realize we 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 got a bad habit of being ourselves. Go ahead.
2: I love it. i with all the Shenanigans. I'm with all the Shenanigans. But, but, show, but, show. All the shenanigans. <laughs> but I came down here. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw black people mm. everywhere. And know. it was not an ounce of violence. Now it Ooh. was a whole bunch of we didn't know it was twerking back then. We called it something else. Yeah. But it was a whole bunch of twerking going on. Gyrate. A whole bunch of gyrating. <laughs> yeah. no, no, it was gyrating. That's <laughs> yes,
1: well. yeah. the we, best we, form of gyrating. So so huh? <laughs> don't act like you ain't never heard you ain't never heard uh-huh. your aunties be like uh-huh. you, you stop the gyrating and all the other uh-huh. stuff. Oh, okay. You, yeah. Be like, they be like, Mike, don't be you dating them girl. I saw her jaw rating. I was like, I know, Auntie.
2: You like jaw uh, rating That so, was that was the prerequisite. Thing huh? was moving what? Uh-huh?
3: Huh? What you That's talk? Okay. Oh, it's you okay. know what? I ain't anyway, no judgment, free zone. I, I anyway, free zone. So, so,
2: so going you back, come here and,
3: you, and Mike jaw rating. And my right,
2: I think I I don't know. Maybe I think it, it was, was when
1: like, Jeremy told you to go to a freaknik retreat,
3: <laughs> something like that. Was, he was welcoming retreat. you to a freaknik retreat. And You know what's crazy? I imagine coming here. You're seeing a lot more greenery. The people is moving and shaking. The energy is different. It's
2: black people. Now, the Freak Nick was just part of it because with my parents taking me out... I realized that don't just go to the parts where it's the touristy part. Right. Yeah. My friends and I actually had gotten a rental car, and I actually went through the city. Gotcha. Like, I'm going to different parts of the city. There you go. And was this your first time as an adult traveling outside? Because I know you traveled while you were yes. younger. Yes. Okay, so this yes. is how it starts to turn. Yes, okay. For sure. Okay. So... I get out and I go out to Stone Mountain, Mm. and at the time, I didn't know anything about Stone Mountain, but we get out, we go to Stone Mountain, we're in Decatur, we're in all of these places now, keep in mind, this is almost 30 years ago, so these are black people that got Mm. the old school Cadillacs, they living good, Right. right? Um, I'm seeing professional black teachers. I'm seeing people that own stores. Like the people that own the stores where I grew up, they were A raps. I didn't mm-hmm. see anybody that looked like me that owned anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing black people that are on, owning the corner stores and are really, really successful black people in addition to the job rate. Right,
1: right right, so right, right. For sure. It was like, like, we about to lo- turn up and we get this money. <laughs> right. yeah. no, okay. Yes.
2: Yes. It was like, wait a minute. This is it right. for me. Atlanta became the mecca.
1: Mm-hmm. It became
2: a place of refuge in my mind. Mm-hmm. I lived in this place in my mind. Yeah. So while I was here, we were staying at the West End. I'm 22 years old, staying at the Western and at the Western, and mm-hmm. you notice know, the it's still yeah. a beautiful hotel yeah. today. And back big... then,
3: that was that thing. What? Yeah. So you was getting money. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, You're 22, Listen. coming to a trip to Atlanta, renting cars, staying at the West yeah. yeah, Yeah.
2: It was okay. crazy. Um, and kind of part of my story that I had left out was by this time, I had my oldest daughter, Ashley. Shout out to Ashley, who's pregnant with my first grandbaby.
1: Yeah. Mm.
2: Um, but I was dating her dad at the time, and um, he went to jail. And at the time when he went to jail, he left, you know, his was doing well. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry that, mm-hmm. that period, you know, of my life financially um, because he left me, he left me good. Mm-hmm. So that's how I was able to come down here and really do that. But um, it's so many, it's so much depth, it's so much, so many parts of it. Just even that part of my story of going from my parents to going with somebody who was hustling and in the streets and everybody knew him and mm-hmm. um, living that, I was doing hair at the time. <clears throat> So do, being the um, dope dealer's woman, ba- the dope dealer's baby mama, mm-hmm. doing hair, like it was the whole classic, yeah. you know, back in the day anthem. Right. I was a right. class, the classic.
1: Hood fairy tale.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah poster right. child of what a, the hood life looked like back then. Um, so when I came down here and I saw that, I got back home and nothing was real for me anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Nothing was real for me. While I was down here, I met who is now my ex husband. Have um, I met him on the elevator at the Weston. Okay, at Freaknik. Um, <laughs> Sam and um, shout out to Sam. Right, right. So <laughs> <What's up>, Sam, <laughs> yep, Sam, good old Sam. Um, Sam was from New Orleans. Oh. I'm from Chicago, mm-hmm. so we dated long distance. Mm-hmm. Throughout the time of being with my daughter's father, my oldest daughter's father, um. cheated a lot and then going to jail and my rape and then the killings and then all of the stuff had just I said Lord if you just send me somebody that's just square just want to go to work don't want to hang out don't want to party don't want to (laughs) sell no drugs Mm -hmm. wants to do nothing but just love me Mm -hmm. and you have to be very careful what you ask for because it's real and they say Mm -hmm. when you ask for something specifically you're going to get what you ask for I got what I prayed for so we were dating long distance throughout us dating long distance um Chicago began to suffocate me.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I began to be so every corner, you got crackheads, now we at the crack epidemic. Mm-hmm. Right. The um, heroin on the west side, you will have heroin lines around a block. So we went from the gang epidemic to now we're at the drug epidemic. Right. Yeah. And these people are the people that I know, love and trust. This is my sphere of influence that's now hooked on crack, yeah. that's now hooked on heroin. And so I go from a tumultuous childhood to now a rape, to now a baby's father going to jail, to now, you know, the car getting shot up, then a baby's father going to jail. And just trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma. And I never had any healing. So as Chicago began to look foreign to me, I just went into a space of prayer. Mm -hmm. I went into a space of prayer Nobody in my family. I didn't have anybody in my family that was going to church. Although we went to private school, right. I didn't have anybody that was going to church or anybody that was taking us to Bible study or anybody that was really that being is- a positive influence on me where I could look to and say, <clears throat> I'm "Hurting. I've been raped. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thrown out and discarded like trash. Mm-hmm. This car was shot up. I almost died. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with this pain." I don't know what to do with the fact of how I grew up was traumatic. Right. So- I don't know what to do with this information. And as I was growing up, I wasn't the cool kid in elementary school. Like I was teased, you know, a lot. And it was just a horrible time. I don't remember <clears throat> having a childhood of, oh, this is happy. This is fun. This is good. This is carefree like what you see of when I see you online and I see you with your kids and I see y'all in a pool playing and I see them just happy and really being able to be kids. I never had that.
3: Right. And I, you had the actually the opposite right. of all the pain. And you had yeah. to be
2: you have to be grown. Like, yeah for yourself. You have to grow up so fast. Immediately. And so you didn't have that spiritual upbringing And no. so how did you seek God? Like what how did how did you start that process of just like seeking his face to get a better understanding and just release to him. So because I was in private school, I went to St. Bride's <clears throat> on 78th and Coles, and because I was in private school, it was Catholic school. So we were just doing the sit stand kneel, mm-hmm. sit stand kneel. And yeah. then we had um uh a uh, uh, we we had mass on Sunday, but it wasn't really you have to really identify with the religion that you're a part of. Yeah, I mm-hmm. didn't identify right. with the sit, yeah. sand new. I didn't identify with a lot of the teachings of the Catholic religion. It didn't draw me in. Right. Yeah. But it did teach me that there was a spiritual power bigger go. than myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. So all of these things that were happening to me in life mm-hmm. just let me know that there's something else. And I was smart enough to know, know that I needed to go find it. Mm-hmm. So... As um, I got older and all of this stuff started happening to me, I knew there was a God. I just didn't know how to pray. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to pray for. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that my success was really on the other side of me just trusting
1: God. Come on, mm-hmm. straight up.
2: I didn't know that the relief from my pain was really just on the other side of me trusting God. All I know is that I've been raped. I've been abused. I've been cheated on. I have had life stolen from me as a child and all I knew was pain and suffering. Yeah. And I knew that it had to be something different because if it truly was a God in heaven, that's right, this wasn't right. what it was supposed right. to look like. Yeah. And I wanted to be the beacon of light for people that saw me to know I got to change this so they can see something in me, so they can see something different in me. But I didn't know that it was God that I wanted them to see in me. Right,
3: right. Right? Yeah. Right. So
2: because I was so hurt, I just didn't know what to do. So. I did what felt good. I moved to Atlanta. Straight up. Atlanta felt good, mm-hmm. so I moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And um in me moving to Atlanta, I didn't have Kennedy yet. Ashley was a little baby. I didn't have any family here. I didn't have any friends here. Her dad had moved to Chicago, uh Kennedy's dad who Sam um that I met at the Westin, at Freak Nick, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> had moved to Chicago with me and he hated Chicago. He was mm-hmm. like, this is coming from New Orleans to Chicago? True, yeah. He's like, a lot oh, different. No. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and he's a very like, he's what I prayed for. Somebody yeah. that was just going to go to work, be humble, be, want to do nothing, but love me, don't care about no clubs, don't care about none of that. So, he was like, I can't. He was working at this um, uh, place they park cars, the uh, downtown. And, Somebody came in. This is second week in Chicago. Somebody came in to his job. He was working the overnight shift. Pulled a pistol on him and robbed him Mm-mm. for all of the money that was they a parking- collected hmm. at the parking garage downtown. Hmm. Like, Chicago will chew you up and spit you out. It's oh, a different sure. beast. For sure. So he was like, I can't do this. So he was saying he was going to go back home. I was like, wait a minute. I got a plan. Hmm. We're going go to <laughs> sh- we gonna we go, gonna go to Atlanta. We're going to go to Atlanta. <laughs> right. we go to Atlanta. So mm-hmm. we agreed, and that's how we got here.
3: Nice. Wow. So... That's a lot. So you got here. Mm-hmm. This was a place of refuge. I want to get, I want to stop here. In part two, we're going to dig into what you was doing for the community, how you got started for sure. in real estate and that type of thing, right? Um, but let me ask you a question. When you made the move to Atlanta,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you knew this would be a better place, a better opportunity for you. But you ain't realized life was going to be like this.
2: What? (laughs) The only thing I knew is that it couldn't be full of memories of my rape. Mm -hmm. It couldn't be full of memories of me having to cross between those two different gangs to get home from elementary school. I knew that it couldn't be the life that I had in high school. I knew that it couldn't be me getting, you know, in a car and not knowing this car is going to get shot up. It couldn't be me seeing all of the people that were... My rocks and the people I looked up to growing up, being crackheads, I knew it couldn't be that. So it had anything different than that, I was willing to roll the dice.
3: Uh, Yeah, straight up.
2: (laughs) Let's roll the dice.
3: And you know what's crazy? I I feel like a lot of people that's listening can probably learn from your example. You know, Et said it years ago: "So go where you celebrate it, not where you tolerate it." Right. And so I feel like a lot of people sometimes they're so loyal. To the city that they from Mm -hmm. And that's all they know Mm -hmm. But they want something different But they wonder why something different ain't coming to you Because you in the same soil Uh, Like I can literally take a plant That can be in some toxic soil And that plant dying It ain't the plant's fault Woo, it's the, it's soil. the soil's fault So I done uprooted some plants yes. Put it in fresh soil yes. With a lot of water A yes. lot of sunlight yes. And now it was growing and thriving yes. It wasn't the plant's fault yes. Right? And so it's just yes. where you were planted For sure And so you went from Chicago All the pain All the trauma yes. All the heartbreak All yes. the violence All yes. the yes. attempts in your life All the crackheads But yes. you was like Man, she was just working at the corner store and now she on the corner strung Woo. out like all of that and yes. you said I got to move to a different environment yes. and that move changed your life and so a lot of our next levelers listening you you might want to ask yourself like man am I in the best city I should be in mm. is this the city for me is this the environment for me yeah. for some of y'all you the city you in that might be it The city is cool It's just your surroundings Within the city Right It's the people That you hang out with It's the people You follow on social media Cause all that adds To the toxicity Of your soil Of and of your soul Right And so some people You might need to change The environment not just the city you live in, or the zip code, but the people you hanging out with, the group chats that you in, the folks that you follow on Instagram, the people that you're allowing to influence you, because that can change here. For sure. And so, but for some of y'all, you like, no, nah, I need to get out this relationship. Mm-hmm. I need to get out the city and mm-hmm. go with a fresh start. Yes. And I and I can attest to what uh getting into a new city, what that can do for your your mind, your spirit, your mm-hmm. energy. I went through my transformation in Huntsville, Alabama, and was there for twenty years. And life was on track. But when I moved to Atlanta, I went I went from kind of going here to just taking off. Yes. Because it was the environment. And I had mm-hmm. to get around some other people that was moving and shaking, yeah. right? And so I, I, I often say your proximity equals your velocity. Oh, so how your high proximity you go, equals your, your velocity. velocity. Right. So how high Ooh. you go oftentimes is directly related to the people that you're around and the people mm-hmm. that you surround yourself with. So y'all stay tuned uh, for part two. Well, we're going to dig into how she became a GOAT in this real estate market space, right? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the wealth building and how she's been going absolutely crazy. So if you're really ready to go to the next level and you enjoyed this, tap in with us next week. It's the Next Level Living Podcast. Let's get it.
1: Let's go. Let's go.